Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Hi, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 A Pale Podcast. Bada boom, bada bang. So while we're gathered here today with Brother Alex and Brother Sean. Hey. Howdy. Word. Today's episode... You know, we're going to get into some serious biz. Every every episode's kind of serious biz. But we got a big anniversary approaching, gentlemen, as, as you guys know out there. Big September 11th. The 9-11, 20 years. It's a long fucking time. Yeah, it is. That makes yeah. you feel old. That makes you feel really old when you hear those numbers. You know what I mean? But... It's a uh, it's a crazy ordeal that we all kind of lived through, uh, in approaching, you know, approaching the anniversary. You know, there's you know the, the there was the Taliban started acting up again recently. You know, which is a little worrisome around the anniversary. You know what I mean? In case they're feeling nostalgic and they want to uh, go for old time's sake. You know what I mean? You always got to worry about stuff like that. You know what I mean? You guys have you guys put any thought? Into the twentieth anniversary, or did, did that just kind of click in when we came up with the episode? Because I wasn't even—I was flabbergasted when I had twenty years. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, to be perfectly honest, I—I I didn't realize that it ha- that it, that it has been twenty years. Of, but you know, it's. A lot, I mean, the entire, entire, you know, society, our, our world, I mean, you, I, I can remember being in school and you, you'd be reading, you know, history books and they're talking about all these different historical events and, and of course, as, as a kid, you're always kind of like, like, oh, these, these big historical events, nothing, nothing like this, nothing's going to happen like this in our time because that's 
all the stuff that's happened before. And, yeah. and I mean, even like, you know, I was born in 1981, and you had, you know, the, uh, uh, the, uh, Berlin Wall going down, and you have the Cold War, and you have, but the thing is, it was always somewhere else. It was not on the home front. And, and the thing is, I mean, kind of growing up in that, you kind of live with the idea that all of this nastiness is, it happens, but it doesn't happen here. And yep. then, of course, uh, uh, September 11th didn't happen, and I think that was a big wake-up call for all of us, kind of saying that, you know, Everything that our government does across the pond, it it does come back here, whether we acknowledge it or whether we try not to. And the fact is that uh, I think September 11th was a, a big kind of given America bloody nose uh, to remind us that we're not uh, untouchable. Sure. Well, I agree with that. I know, you know, pre, pre 9-11, you know, a lot of things changed. And we've often talked about how, like, you, like this whole PC culture deal that we deal with now, I think that's even a cause of 9-11, the mentality that kind of happened with the, you know, I think people are more, they don't want to be offensive to, you know, they, you know, they, they, they worry. They, they, I think it all kind of sparked from that. There was a worry where if we're, if we come off to, you know, where we're gloating or where, we're, you know, we're, we're being all, look at us or whatever that fucking, we can get hit up, you know what I mean? So it was definitely a way different time. Like, you think, if you think pre-9-11, like, that time, it was very, it was very, like, you know, I wouldn't say lawless, but it was definitely, like... More carefree. Was, yeah, it was more carefree, you know. People were, you know, there was more, I don't know, it's a weird vibe because, like, it's hard to kind of explain where, but you know, it's a kind of the opposite of what it was now, what it is now, which is interesting. You know what I mean? It was like a, you know, you were having things were, you know, things being extreme wasn't an issue. You know, now it's kind of a thing, whether, what, no matter what it is, if it's violent movies or even humor or whatever, it's, you know, that stuff was kind of balls to the wall. Like you look at movies back at that era and even TV, you know, for what, I mean, TV probably got a little more raucous after the fact with, you know, uh, you know, I remember fucking, which is also a 9-11 type show was, uh, what was that firefighter show with Dennis Larry there? Oh, oh um, uh, Rain Over Me? Rescue Me? Rescue, Rescue Me. Rescue Me, yeah. me uh, with our boy Lenny Clarks and that. Yeah. And uh, I think that even kind of, like, uh, 9-11 played a big part into that storyline, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that show, I remember that show, like, seeing the first time I seen, like, graphic sex on TV, I think it was that show. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Like, oh, wow. They're going here with mm. it. And then later you would get, like, fucking nice. Like, yeah. Remember when South Park, like, broke the rules and started saying they were allowed <laughs> to say shit? Remember they had that episode where there was. Oh, like, that, that first friggin' season. I remember watching that cracking up. Watching it now, it's like, this was stupid. But <laughs> back then, it's like, nobody's done this yet. And it's it's edgy, and you know, whatever. 
It's very, I wonder if we uh, capped off. I wonder if like we hit a limit of edginess. I mean, there's a good question there is like, do you think that it was America was getting, the way that worded in my head was, I didn't even want to say it out of my mouth, but do you think that America got maybe off the tracks and then to go back to what the Hawkman said, like that's why an attack happened because we were so, you know, we left the door open because we were partying and some, and bad things snuck in type deal. Like, I think that's kind of, what happened with the 9-11 deal. What do you guys think? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird vibe, but I, it's weird. It's definitely a weird vibe. But yeah, I see it like America was sleeping a little bit and I've, somebody yeah. came I think well, to give us a little wake-up call. Yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, we were, we were living large. I think it was, you know, partying and leaving the door open type deal you know what i mean maybe trusting that only good people are gonna come in because oh it's so great here that you know what i mean like there's nobody this party nobody would want to do that yeah this party's so happening why would somebody come in with a gun that why wouldn't they just come in and have fun like that attitude of like that kind of mentality a little bit um and they would just kind of go and balls to the wall and it was easy i'm not i'm definitely not saying that, that america deserved it by any means but I think that, like, I think that maybe the mind state we were in of just untouchable, like Hawk said, uh, get left enough crack, the door opened a little bit for bad shit to kind of leak in in a big way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was a big way. Yeah. I mean, we won't really get into the conspiracy stuff in this episode. We're going to kind of be re- respectful to the people that, like, passed and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting, there's an interesting dynamic, you know, uh, but it's a horrifying thing, you know, and anybody out there that's young enough not to re- not to remember or, or wasn't alive at the time, you know, Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. All right. On that morning, four commercial airliners traveling from the northeastern United States to California were hijacked mid-flight by 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists. The hijackers were organized in three groups of five hijackers and one group of four. Each group had one hijacker who had received flight training and took over control of the aircraft. Their explicit goal was to crash each plane into the prominent American building, causing mass casualties. Because, like, I know that when they went after this happened, they looked back and they said, okay, well, if they checked into these people, you know, that's kind of sleeping right there, too. But I think everybody was just, hey, we've had it so good for so long, nothing's going to happen to us. You know what I mean? And again, nobody, I'm not for any, any, any negativity on that. Um. So the first plane that hit its target was American Airlines Flight 11. It was flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center complex in Lower Manhattan at 8.46 a.m. 17 minutes later, at 9.03 a.m., the World Trade Center South Tower was hit by the United Airlines Flight 175. Both 110-story towers collapsed within an hour and 42 minutes, leading to the collapse of the other World Trade Center structures, including seven. Uh, World Trade Center and significantly damaging surrounding buildings. Um, yeah, I remember when we picked up with it in the media. It was after the first, after the first one got hit, and I remember watching the second one, like live. Um, uh, I guess we, now is a better time, no better time than uh, any other to hop into kind of where we were at at the time. So. My take, I was in school, I was in high school, uh, Jonathan was with me, he was in a, he was elsewhere, I was in English class, 
Um, yeah, it was over in shop. He was over in the shop and uh, getting that ratchet going. Getting the yeah, mechanic. down down in automotive. I like it. Shout out SSVT, right? Word. <laughs> so we're in the we're in the SSVT establishment, and uh, I remember just like some kid, the audio visual kid. Uh, came in. His name was Mark, I believe. We won't say last names because I forget it. And I remember him telling the English teacher that something happened. And they were all like, crazy, like they were getting wild. They were getting a little crazy in their seat. They were getting antsy, you know what I mean? But they didn't tell us what was going on, which was creepy because, you know, as more people came into the room, you slowly you slowly learned a little more and a little more of what was going on. And, you know, like we were talking about before, there was a period of time when they didn't, like there was a a Pentagon, I think they tried to take out the Pentagon as well. And like, there was another attack. And um, so they didn't really know how many attacks were planned. So I remember there was buzz going around of, you know, more attacks. And I remember it was just like horrifying. And there was planes in the sky, but their planes, you know what I mean? Like the, Everybody that was going out, because you would, I, I remember hearing planes, like, in this, in overhead. Um, so, like, yeah, that was that, and it slowly came to be, and then eventually a t- they brought a TV in, uh, and they put it on, and I remember watching the second building hit, which was fucking nuts. It's crazy to witness something like that live, you know what I mean? Now, Sean, you said you were in shop, right? Yeah, uh, I was in shop. I can't remember. Like somebody said, something happened. So like the uh, the shop class started like migrating over to the classroom. Like still not kind of realizing what's going on until yeah. you know you start watching the TV. Like holy shit, that th- this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, and then the other building hit. Like holy fuck, wow, what's going on? Make it a made a jump dumb joke to the class trying to you know be a dick, but whatever. Levity, you know. Yeah, but I just, like, walking in, like, something happened. What happened? And then you're, like, looking at the TV, like, oh, man, that's that's friggin' huge right now. Yeah. And it, But, you know, we were in school, and we had, like, customers' cars that we had to go take care of. There you go. Just like real life. Yeah. Life don't stop for tragedy unless you're involved deeply, I guess. You know what I mean? Then it's life will stop. Um. But yeah, crazy. Hawkman, where were you? Do you remember where you were at when this thing when this went down? Yeah, um, I was I I was a sophomore in college, I think. Um, yeah, I think it was sophomore or freshman. I I forget off the top of my head, but it was like, um, what I remember. What I remember is I woke up and uh, you know how sometimes you wake up, you turn on the TV, and you just glance out you don't even have the audio on you just yeah. you just put on the background mm-hmm. and um i went onto my uh, computer to do something now i looked over and and i just glanced over and i saw you know um this is before the second uh a plane hit and i looked at it now it's it's kind of going along with what i said before where i I myself, and I don't know about anyone else, was so out of touch that when I first looked at it, I just assumed it was like, you know, you're watching a movie and then they're 
you know, showing you a, a scene of, like, destruction. Yeah. So I thought it was a movie. I did not think it was real. I just glanced at it, I saw that, and I, I went on the computer and started doing stuff, and I was hit up by someone on Instant Messenger that I, I messaged back and forth. And, uh, I, and, and she told me that, hey, you know, did you see what just happened? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, it's all over the news. Uh, the Trade Center has been hit by a plane. And I was like, what the fuck? That's real? What? Dude. So I, I turned, turned on and started watching, and I was... Because, like I said, I mean, like many other people, I think at the time, I mean, this this is something that, you know, you, you, you hear about or you um, see happen everywhere else, okay? So when when you see that, it's... It, it, it's it's kind of like you can't feel you, you just don't feel like that this really happened this is just isn't real um so that was kind of how I felt at first I mean when I was told that this really happened I saw watching it and I was I was shocked and what got me even now I mean I don't live in New York mm-hmm. uh but uh, the planes that crashed into the uh, two towers were out of Logan. Yeah. Out of Boston. Now, I knew my dad was flying for work during that time. Yeah. I did not know what the, the flight uh, number or, or anything like that, or even if, I mean, the planes that they use, I mean, I didn't know... I, whether they hijacked a plane going to Florida and then like whipped it around and then went into the New York or they actually took planes from New York and then, you know, uh, flew them in. So after I I heard that, you know, they were out of Boston, you know, I tried, of course, you know, contact home and try to find out what's going on, whether my dad was flying or whether he wasn't or what was going on. That's scary. And it, yeah, and it took a while for me to get through. And hmm. I mean, my dad wasn't on any uh, wasn't on any of those planes. So, I mean, that was a relief for me. But I mean, for I mean, like I'm sure a lot of other people. And my heart heart goes out to everyone who who lost someone during that time. And. But, you know, it, it it still didn't feel like it was real. It felt like I was in some kind of a nightmare. Mm. And that's how I felt. And, and the thing is that it, it's, it kind of reminds me, and, and it's, it's, of course, a different situation, but it's similar in my mind to when... You know, like Pearl Harbor happened. Yeah. Now, that was an attack on a military base, which, you know, was another thing, like I said, with 9-11, where, you know, we knew the uh, World War Two uh, was happening everywhere else, but it wasn't, we didn't want to get involved. We were happy, we were by ourselves, and then, of course, we were attacked. Yeah. 
And it was, like I said, kind of like we were sleeping on the job. Okay? And 9-11 happened, and that was another time where, like, especially uh, if, if you go in and you look at all the things that our government and, and uh, you know, was involved with and how they, you know, it, it, it's just it's just the thing is that a lot of people always think of like you know America is kind of safe by itself you know it's you know you, you got the mindset of like this is America everything else happens everywhere else but doesn't happen here yeah and then you know you have something like nine eleven that does which just you know wakes us up. And and the fact is that we we as a society have to realize that our government, while they do things outside of our borders, has consequences. And because of their what they do outside of the U.S., in this case, nine eleven was a perfect example of it coming back to us. Yeah, I mean, Pearl Harbor was the the previous previously the biggest attack, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I can think of. Um, and also, it's it's another thing that I I know we said we weren't going to go too much into conspiracy theories and all that in this episode. Roll the dice, big man. Roll the uh, dice. Here's the thing. I mean, if you do the research on Pearl Harbor, uh. The thing is that the me- uh, mentality of U.S. at the time was we did not want to get involved in World War II. Yeah. Okay? That was their shit. We didn't want to deal with it. And and we want and, and all that. And, of course, um, our government knew that they had to get involved, but they didn't want to. They knew that the... the that most of the people didn't want them to get involved. So there's a a lot of rumors and conspiracy theories that they knew that the attack of Pearl Harbor was going to happen, and they allowed it. You know, Pearl, Pearl Harbor, to get a little more conspiracy with you there, Pearl Harbor, 1941. Now, 2001, that's 60 years. That's a, that's a solid number, that's not 61, 63. That's not 57. You know what maybe, I mean? Yeah. May, you think maybe. there's any significance to the fact that it was exactly 60 years later? Well, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, you can go in and, and point out like those kind of coincidences. And a lot of times when it comes to those kind of uh, uh, like 60 years and all that, I don't know. But going back to what I'm, I'm trying to say with with um, uh, with nine eleven, the the feeling I get was that that those in charge knew that that we that there wasn't a lot of support in what we were doing in the Middle East at the time, but they had huge support after nine eleven. Yeah, that's a great point. You know what I mean? A lot of people say they went in there for oil. 
You know what well, I mean? that's yeah, and the thing is that one thing I one thing about America about the U.S. Okay, yeah. is that a lot of times we don't unite as a country until we get a bloody nose. No, I hear you. Uh, and and sure. that's the case with Pearl Harbor. That was the case with nine eleven. And and that I mean, like I said, I don't know. That's kind of the feeling I had. I mean, especially after watching like the uh, the video with uh, George Bush. Uh, you know, they were he cleaning was like, house. They also were cleaning house a little bit with that too. You got the oil, but you remember Saddam? That was the fall of Saddam too, where yeah, Saddam. I don't think he really had much involvement in it, other than he thought it was a good idea. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I want to say that he went on there and he, he's not a good dude by any means, but I want to say that he was like, I'm not involved, but I, I'm happy that it happened type deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that, that didn't help the case, but you know, I think, you know, uh, Saddam tried to kill George W's father at one point. So I kind of think that it, George W put the hit on Saddam and he just kind of got oh, yeah. swept under the rug with everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, whether you want to uh, say that it was solely for oil, whether it was retaliation after, you know, putting the hit on on, uh, Bush Sr., I mean, the thing was, there was a lot of things going on in the government, and I would not be, I mean, like I said, there was a lot of, a lot of stupid shit that happened that allowed it to happen. Mm. And, and the thing is, you can just chop it up to, you know, like you said, you know, we were, you know, living high. We wouldn't really think anyone would do it. And we left the door open, but I would not be surprised that those in charge knew it was going to happen and they let it happen. No, I'm with you. Uh, you're upsetting the family, so we're gonna we're gonna move. We're gonna move a little <laughs> a different direction right now. You know, now the, the the to keep with Hawk's conspiratorial talk, Hawkman's conspiratorial talk. Um, you know, the, of course, I guess we can't really talk about 9/11 without briefly talking about how the, the controlled demolition aspect of it, which people, it's big discussion. Uh, we're not gonna probably we won't go too deep into what we believe here on this show. It's kind of like a memoriam show. We're trying to be we're trying to be respectful, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the way they came down was like very weird, just coming straight down pancake while wise. And before you know, before we get into them coming down, we'll talk about some of the horrifying nature of like what th- shit you've seen on TV um, before, like people. I got to say one of the most probably traumatizing, if you will, say, uh, if, if you were to say things caught on tape from this experience, more so than the buildings coming down, even though those hold their own fucking heaviness. You know what I mean? I mean, you see those to this day, you see an image of those buildings coming down and it kind of brings you back to when you originally seen it because the, you know, it pulls the fucking scab right off. Um, but some of the most traumatic and fucking tra- tragic footages of the people jumping out of the buildings, you mm. know what I mean? Which is straight horrifying. Um, 
you know, there's people jumping out with, with holding hands, which I, I tell you, dude, it's like the best of humanity and the worst of humanity all together in that image. You know what I mean? It's, it's two people embracing each other in the end. And it's fucking, it gives me the goosebumps thinking about it right now. It's just kind of horrific. Um, but I mean, and it led like that, what that was, what we've seen with that holding of hands is kind of like what happened after the fact, you know what I mean? Where there was maybe a good three, four years, I think after that, where we all did kind of come together as one in a way, you know what I mean? People were friendly to each other because they were all dealing with the same, you know, issue, the, 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 the trauma of what just happened to us. We all kind of hit it head on. Um, and everybody, no matter your, no matter how much money you have in the bank or whatever, you are all leveled to the same thing. You were all brought, everybody is brought to their knees to look at this tragic thing and go, here you are, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? So, and it was a helplessness that people felt, you know. Now, do you guys remember seeing foot, the footage of the people jumping out of the buildings? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you got that, and then, you know, the people... The image of the people running around with fucking all the dust and debris, dust, and just like black on bloody and shit, like, yeah, like fucking somebody plastered their face with like paint, like you know what I mean? It was horrifying, dude. And for you know that hung that that mist hung hung in the city for the longest time. I remember like you could see it from fucking like from like Boston. You could see like the fucking cloud, like the dark yeah. cloud of it, big old haze. Yeah, it's. uh yeah, it was something else, you know what I mean? It was really a crazy deal. But yeah, that whole... I remember at the time I had a friend. How lame is this? I had a girlfriend, an online girlfriend that lived in New York. Now, that's not as traumatic as the Hawkman story of not being able to get a hold of this old man. Now, you, you got that me beat on that, all right, Hawk? Dude? Hey, 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 hey. I, I, never I, was, I, I wasn't trying to, you know... No, 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 I'm joking, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah. joking. And I never knew that about you. I never knew that, that detail. That's yeah, a well, very un- unique situation to be included in that group of people that actually needed to worry about a loved one during that time. You know, that's a real unique situation that you were kind of engulfed in. You ever think about that? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I have not thought about that in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I sometimes, mean, yeah, sometimes it's better off, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's like everything. I mean, I all I knew when I, I, you know, saw everything happening was that, I mean. At, at first, it's like you know, your, your hearts go out to everyone involved, and and you're still kind of like disconnected yeah. uh, because you're like, okay, at that time I was in in, in college in Pennsylvania, okay, right. and I live in in, in Boston, and, and this this is New York, and and of course, I your hearts go out, but you always if it doesn't happen. Like where you are are two people that that you know you're automatically I mean disconnected a bit, and then when 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 I found out that you know the planes were out of Boston, then then it really hit home because I mean I know it probably sounds awful that you know it uh, you you don't really connect until. 
you feel the the connection when someone you care about could be involved. I mean, it, it's. I mean, the thing is, you can go into the psychology of it that that you can always have empathy for for other people for how they're suffering, but it doesn't really hit home until it's yourself or someone you care about. Yeah. No, I'm with so, you. Yeah, so, so, I mean, like I said, I mean, the, I mean, all I knew was my dad was doing a lot of traveling. I knew he was supposed to go out sometime uh, during that time, and and finding out that the planes were from Boston. Yeah. And of course, I mean, that was just enough to, you know, really, you know, have, like, it it just weigh down on me. And sure. You know, by the time it collapsed, I think everybody was watching, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when that second plane hit, I think a lot of people were tuned in at that point. Um, even if like you were in a situation of school or work and you couldn't quite get to a TV. I mean, that was, I think everything halted no matter where you were and you found the TV and, you know, I remember when I seen it, the whole, the whole room of people gasped, you know what I mean? Which I can imagine that was everywhere. Like when every, when all those people watched that building fall, the buildings fall, it was everybody all across the world, dude, you probably could have, one can, can you know group yeah. unity huh? it's uh it's crazy it's a little weird tidbit that i all you know when we we did a movie called dj stan the man and there's a there's an n bomb that gets dropped in that movie and ta- tastefully folks tastefully but i remember with certain audiences you'll get certain reactions and i remember that dropped on an audience once and i heard this big oh and the first thing that popped in my head was 911 Fun fact to the world. I don't even really remember much. Like, what's weird is I remember everything going on, but I don't remember, like, directly after the collapse. Like, I don't. Like, I remember it happening and just kind of being like, maybe everybody took a beat. Maybe the whole world lost a minute where everybody just zoned out for a minute. You know what I mean? After witnessing what they just seen, they were like. The shock. Yeah, like, what is this? Because we're like Hawk said, dude, we're not used to this. Ain't we're used to seeing this in the movies, a million miles away, where we never have to deal with it. You're hitting New York, probably the hub of America, yeah. probably the biggest, most important city in America. You're fucking annihilating. You're, you're 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 annihilating these two these two buildings, which you know after they went down, dude. I remember with the TV and movies, they were pulling them out of movies. You remember that? They were like, we can't have the Twin Towers in here. Like, they were afraid to show it, which was very weird. It's like, why would you? Yeah, it was traumatic for people, but I always thought they should have left them in there because it's kind of like a, you're, 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 I don't know. It's kind of like you're letting them win again type deal. You know what I mean? I can understand people don't want to see it, but it's like, I don't know. It, it is what it is. You, collateral, you remember Collateral Damage with Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah. That movie got put, pushed back like a year because of the Middle Eastern ties to it. Yeah. And I also want to speculate. I have a little conspiracy of my own, which I want to say that 9-11 destroyed the career of System of a Down because their fucking career, I believe, went down and they disappeared after 9-11 because of their kind of the Middle Eastern ties they had. Um, 
it's a we it was a weird deal, weird deal. But the third flight, an American Airlines flight seventy seven, flown the flown from Duels International Airport, was hijacked over Ohio at nine thirty seven a.m. Uh, it crashed into the west side of the Pentagon and the head uh, the headquarters of the Army military in Arlington County, Virginia, causing a partial collapse of the building side. The fourth and final flight, United Airlines Flight 93, was flown into the direction of Washington, D.C. This flight was the only plane to not hit its intended target, instead crashing in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, at 10.03 a.m. The plane's passengers attempted to regain control of the aircraft away from the hijackers and ultimately diverted the flight from its intended target. Investigators determined that Flight 93's target was either the White House or the U.S. Capitol. Uh, that's the movie they should have made. I know they made a yeah. movie about this. They um, I think they did do a movie about about the uh, the uh, flight that uh, the people fought back on. I oh, they did? Actually, I, I remember it was called Flight Whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. How respectful is that, Flight Whatever? Flight 77. Yeah. Um, I think they did actually, because that's yeah. more interesting. I remember Mark Wahlberg said that if he, 9-11 never would have happened if he was on an airplane. And Thank God. It didn't even have to be an airplane with the terrorists. Didn't like, he go, he went on and did the fucking marathon uh, yeah. bomber movie, didn't he? He likes to, he likes to upset people when, when tragedies happen, I've noticed, yeah. When he's yeah. not creating them himself. He's going to make himself relevant somehow. He likes to capitalize on them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, a lo- I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, what, uh, they, uh, they, why didn't they fight back and and, and all that? I mean, well, I heard a I heard a theory on that. You know why? Or I heard I heard supposedly what it was the realistic deal. Okay, but it's because they said that they were just hijacking them and they're gonna that they were gonna um, ransom them for money and that they weren't gonna kill them. So they they didn't yeah. know they were dying until they until it was pretty close to death. Until they seen a lot of shit coming at them real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah unfortunately, until it got a little hot under the collar. The, yeah. uh, but that was the deal with that is like they didn't they were like they the way they handled them they weren't like from what I hear at least is they weren't you you also got to take into consideration fear you know what I mean like you being on a plane and this shit going down and all they had was box cutters if I remember correctly yeah that's what I hear yeah and it was like it's still like the situation's weird but it's like if they like I said, that mentality that America had at that point, it's like if they're saying, okay, look, we're, we're only, we're, we're holding you guys hostage so we can get a, a billion dollars from your government and we want, you know, our, our refugees freed from these prisons or whatever, like a, like a movie, they go, and then as soon as we get this, we're giving you guys over to them, no problem. We're just going to fly around for a little bit until they fucking give us our demands and then you guys are going to go home and uh, everything will be great. I think that's what they did. And then they, they didn't know the, the, the darkness until it was too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they got that stuff because there's people that were calling their families with cell phones and shit uh, on, you know, to tell them what was going on, which is horrifying. Um, you know, I remember Access of Evil. It was a documentary I was a part of uh, shortly around the time of this happening. And, um, I don't think it ever got released. I did some audio with it. It was more of a Mike Calvin project. He was a producer and shot it. And um, what it was, was it followed the family of a gentleman that 
<clears throat> passed away. He was in one of the planes there and that, that flew into the building. Um, and uh, the Goodmans uh, was a, uh, yeah, uh, what was their name? Don and Sally Goodrich, Peter, their son was Peter. And um, yeah, he was in there. So the whole, that, that documentary uh, was all about him. And in his honor, they, they started a school in Afghanistan uh, for like, for, for, for girls. And like the whole documentary is, cause it's such a fucking tough area. Like, you know, we, you know, we had first world issues, so to speak. And they seem like a lot to us, but like these third world countries are like fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so much so like that, that school that they built for the, for like the girl, the girl's school fucking got bombed and like a bunch of kids passed away. Um, like all fucking dark shit in the, 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 the mother that was running it like into the, into the, like a good chunk into it. She got cancer. It came back. It was one of those deals where it came back and that eventually took her sweet lady got to meet the, the husband and wife. They were great people. Uh, more of that madness of life than no rhyme or reason to it. You know what I mean? They're, they hear these people attempting this good thing that already suffered tragedy and you have another one. It's kind of crazy, but uh, mm. yeah. So like people were able to talk to their families and stuff. And in their situation, they were, I know they got to talk to them. And there's, there's, there's phone calls out there that you could listen to. I wouldn't recommend listening to them because why? I mean, they're just kind of sad. I don't think those calls ever should have been put out there. There are calls to family. You know what I mean? You very distasteful in the media. I feel, you know what I yeah. mean? They, they, they capitalize on that shit, but you playing a phone message of somebody talking to their parents for the last time because they're going to fucking die is the same thing as play, like showing a snuff film, I feel, on your thing. But uh, the, now the, there is always speculation that the, the, the Pentagon or uh, the, the, the building that got that, that was supposed to get the building that got half eviscerated, like this, like there was conspiracy that stuff was in that. But like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to digress because we're going to keep away from the conspiracies on that for now. Um, but yeah, attempted to regain control in flight 77 over Pennsylvania. So they had the power of the Hawk with them. And it's one of those deals. It's like, they got hip to it. They were like, wait a second. Uh, things are a little weird. And this, you know, if they're lying to you and saying that, you know, you're just going to be hostages such a weird thing because then you're like well should i really make the situation worse by trying to fight them like i think in that in, in flight 77 something must have happened where they got hip to the fact that something was down uh, going down you know whether somebody might have been able to speak that that language and could understand what they said or just said these people are a little these people are a little little too nervous or a little too not so nervous about this big negotiation that's about to happen. Maybe we should think about this deeper. I think that's what kind of happened with Flight 77, for them to kind of attempt to regain control. Um, craziness. Uh, now, the white, hitting the White House or the U.S. Capitol, interesting stuff, you know what I mean? It was quite a planned out, uh, they definitely planned out their deal. It was, this is something that took decades, like a decade if not more, to prep. They could have been, you know what I mean? Maybe they were planning for 60 years, Hawk. They were waiting for their time. Um, in the in immediate aftermath of the attacks, suspicion quickly fell onto Al-Qaeda. The United States formally responded by launching the war on terror and in invading Afghanistan. 
to de- depose of the Taliban, which had not complied with U.S. demands to expel al-Qaeda from Afghanistan and extradite al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. Now, the Osama bin Laden dude was definitely a figure. I know that our, our, our friend uh, William Cooper, you know, one of the things that got him kind of done away with uh, was kind of one of the things he brought up was that there was going to be a terrorist attack and that America would blame Osama bin Laden. Now, this he said this before 9-11, which is yeah. insanity, which is insanity, craziness. Um, but I mean, you know, how long did it take for them to finally get him? Like 10 years? Because oh, oh, when Obama was in office is when they got him. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was quite a distance. Um, and, you know, people speculated that he, he, he's been, he was dead before the whole thing even happened. You know what I mean? The mystery, the part that they dumped his body at, at sea, they gave him a sea burial. Everybody thought was very, very weird, very strange. It's like, you don't bring him back. You, you, what, I don't know. Is, is, does his belief does his belief feel that if you show a dead body after it's dead that it tortures the soul or something? Does anybody know anything like that? Probably. Ah, who knows? I, I have no clue. Yeah. But it's like, you know, ten years after they already started. Uh, it's almost like they gave him a little respect by not wanting to. You know, they should have fucking. They should have carried him through the fucking towns, dude. He should have done a tour. They should have fucking toured him through the country, dude, <laughs> in a glass coffin. People could fucking spit on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I always thought that was very weird. But supposedly, the burial at sea was a disrespectful thing, from what people have told me. That they don't get that. Like, they don't get down with that. Like, their belief system doesn't get down with the sea burial. For whatever reason, no, no sea burials for him. No sea burials. Maybe because there's no sea over there. Maybe that's what. It is. <clears throat> Although Bin Laden initially denied any involvement in 2004, he formally claimed responsibility for the attacks. You know, he could just be trying to be a bigwig in the world of evil. You know what I mean? He's like, I can either just die nobody or be fucking this goblin, and uh, so who's to say? But he claimed responsibility eventually. Al Qaeda and Bin Laden cited U.S. support of Israel. Uh, the presence of U.S. troops in Saudi Arabia and sanctions against Iraq as the motives. Isn't uh, wasn't Bin Laden one of like the people we put in there and like gave him weapons? I think I heard something like that. We do that, and then like when they get too crazy, they come by crazy being. We like, gotta hold somebody accountable. Yeah, demons and trying and killing us, and then we gotta fucking wipe them out. Uh, after evading capture for almost a decade, Bin Laden was located in a hideout. And uh, Abbottabad was is that where uh, Abbot Costello is from, Hunk? <laughs> and <No>. uh, <laughs> Abbottabad, uh, Pakistan. <laughs> they're so influenced by American culture that they're big Abbot Costello fans over there. And subsequently killed during Operation Neptune Spear. Now I know that the the it was a group of uh, like special forces went in there and got them. And I believe at first they were saying they weren't announcing the names. Like when they first came over, they didn't want anybody to know for their protection. But I believe a lot of them went on talk shows and stuff and meant like, I'm the dude that killed them. But then again, who's to say? Who's to really say who killed them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that that happened and and 
unless you're actually there or in the know, you're not going to 100% know exactly what happened. I mean, you got that, what was that movie that they did that was supposedly, you know, based on the guys who killed Osama Bin Laden? Hero uh, Doc 30? Doc 30, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, you know, that, uh, I mean... The thing is that when you have like something like that that is made into a movie or has been made public knowledge, you it's it's like the old saying, the winners write history. Okay, in that case, we are the winners. We wrote, I mean, our government wrote what happened. Is that what happened? I don't know. I mean, only those who were actually there really know what happened, and even. Some of them might not even know because there's other things that were left out. And the thing is that I always, I always am iffy when when you know you have something that was supposed to be cl- cloak and dagger, you know, under the radar that happens. Then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that guy did it. I did it." And you know, here's a movie about what happened, and it's like. I mean, that's why I always find it hilarious when you watch a movie that says based on a true story. You start digging into it; ninety percent of it isn't true. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's the thing is that there's so much of stuff that I mean, anyone listening to us, I mean, all of this is speculation. This is all just you know, just us trying to figure this out. But, I mean, unless we actually, you know, are either physically there or we have, like, actual documents that are not, you know, blacked out, that actually show, you know, from point A to point B to point C of how everything happened, there's so many, you know, twists and turns and, 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 different things that, that happen behind the scenes that we have absolutely no idea about. And the big thing is, I think you have to uh, uh, accept and realize that you'll never 100% get the, uh, the, uh, uh, the exact story of what happened. I'm, yeah, I mean, the thing is that we can always go in and we can dissect the videos and all that. And we all come up with these theories on the situation. But what is a, what is the truth? What is the undeniable truth? Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to really find that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, their, their motives, of course... <coughs> You know, like us supporting Israel, of course. They hate the Israels. Israelis, they, you know, the support of the support for the tax against Muslims in Somalia, support of Philippines against Muslims in the Moro conflict, support of Israel aggression against Muslims in Lebanon, support of Russia uh, atrocities against Muslims in Chechnya, and pro-American governments in the Middle East who act as your agents, being against Muslim interests. Uh, support of Indian oppression against Muslims in Kashmir, the presence of U.S. supports in Saudi Arabia, and the sanctions against Iraq. 
So pretty much, I mean, it's their, from their point of view, I guess they're looking at it like we're there, we're not, we're supporting people that belittle their religion type deal. That's, that's, you know what I mean? So, which I think is the be- the problem that, you know, the beginning of every problem almost when it comes to stuff like this, what, no matter what side you're on, it's, it's a religion thing. People like to argue and say religion's the biggest killer of all, you know what I mean? So why I know Alex Hawk feels this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not mean. Uh-huh. Not mean. <laughs> the attacks were conceived by Kahid Sheikh Mohammed, who first presented it to Osama bin Laden in 1996. At that time, bin Laden and Al Qaeda were in a period of transition, having just relocated back to Afghanistan from Sudan. The 1998 African embassy bombing in Bin Laden's February 1999 uh, fatwa marked the turning point for Al-Qaeda's terrorist operation as Bin Laden became intent on attacking the United States. In late 1998, early 99, Bin Laden gave approval for Mohammed to go forward with organizing the plot. Mohammed and uh, uh, Bin Laden and Bin Laden's deputy, Mohammed Ataf, held a series of meetings in early 1999. Uh, Ataf provided operational support, including target selections and helping arrange travel for the hijackers. Bin Laden overruled Mohammed, rejecting potential targets such as the U.S. Bank Tower in Los Angeles for lack of time. So they got the Bank Tower, you know... Maybe some of his family owned the bank tower, so he thought that he'd let that stick around. Bin Laden provided leadership and financial support and was involved in selecting participants. He initially selected Nawaf al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Mindar, both experienced jihadists who had fought uh, in Bosnia. As Mil and Midhar arrived in the United States, in mid-January 2000. In early 2000, Hazmi and Mindhar took flying lessons in San Diego, California, but both spoke little English, performed poorly in flying lessons, and eventually served as secondary muscle hijackers. In late 99, a group of men from Hamburg, Germany, arrived in Afghanistan. The group included Mohammed Ada, Marwan al-Shali, Ziad Jarrah, and Ramzi bin al-Shib. Uh, Bin Laden selected these men because they were educated, could speak English, and had experienced uh, living in the West. New recruits were routinely screened for special skills, and Al-Qaeda leaders consequently discovered that Hani Hanjor already had commercial pilot's license. Mohammed later said that he helped the hijackers blend in by teaching them how to order food in restaurants and dressed in Western clothing. So that's all it took, huh? Ordering food in restaurants and dress in the Western clothing. Hanjur arrived in San Diego on December 8th of 2000, joining Hazmi, and they soon left for Arizona, where Hanjur took refresher training. Marwan arrived at the end of May 2000, while Ada arrived on June 3rd of 2000. Uh, and Hara arrived on the 27th of 2000. Bin al-Sheib applied several times for the visa to the United States, but as of Yemeni, he was rejected out of concern he would overstay his visa. Bin stayed in Hamburg providing coordination between Ada and Mohammed. The three Hamburg cell members all took pilot training in South Florida at Huffman Aviation. In the spring of 2001, the secondary hijacker began arriving, hijackers began arriving in the U.S. In July of 2001, Ada met with 
been in Spain where they coordinated details of the plot, including final target selection. Bin al-Sheib also passed along Bin Laden's wish for the attacks to be carried out as soon as possible. Some of the hijackers received passports from corrupt Saudi officials who were family members or used fraudulent passports. Uh, there is some idea that 9-11 was selected by the hijackers as the date of the attack because of the resemblance to 911, the phone number to report emergencies in the U.S. However, Lawrence Wright wrote that the hijackers chose the date when John, uh, John III Zabeski, of the King of Poland and Grand Duke of Lithuania, began the battle which turned back the Ottoman Empire's Muslim armies that were attempting to capture Vienna on September 11, 1683. During 1683, Vienna was the seat of the Holy Roman Empire and Habsburg monarchy, both major powers in Europe at the time. For Osama bin Laden, this was a date when the West gained some dominance over Islam. And by attacking on this date, he hoped to make the step in Islam winning the war for worldwide power and influence. So that's kind of their reason for doing it. Um, it's kind of crazy to hear him jumping around playing this. You know what I mean? Such a big yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a weird vibe, but yeah, it's definitely some crazy stuff. Yep, early on the morning, September 11th, 2019. 19 hijackers. Know what I mean, like the Hawkman said with those things, uh, you know, you guys remember there was 2,996 folks that died that day at that mo- with that deal. And that's 2,977 civilians and 19 al-Qaeda terrorists. There's 25,000 people injured. Craziness. Big it's numbers. A, uh, big numbers, yeah. Big numbers. It's yeah. a horrifying ordeal. Um, yeah, dude, that building, the, the buildings coming down was always crazy because I remember there was some survivors that, like, rode it out, which sounds like the most insane thing of all time, where they either went to the roof or they were even in the floors. Some of them were even in floors, and they were, by the grace of God, they fucking, they, they, they somehow got into some little cubby hole or some little air pocket where they didn't get crushed. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you, we got, what, like 300 people on a plane probably? Realistically? Yeah. yeah, that's what they were saying. So that's like 600 people in the plane and the rest of them were all people in the building, you know. That's just, I'm not going to get too into it in case anybody truly affected listening, but that's horrifying shit. That's terrible. But I can't believe the people that ride it down, you know, and, and you know, this is probably what, you know, you know, the fire departments and police from fucking all over the country went out there to do, you know what I mean? To try and help this thing out. It's uh, affect you know, a lot of survivors, the civilian survivors are affected. You have all the, you know, the first responders, you have that whole tie in, which is really sad where a lot of the first responders that went in there to try and help people, they got like, they got a lot of weird cancers and shit from all that toxic stuff they were breathing in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking gruesome. It's, uh, it's horrifying. It's one of those deals. It's one of those deals, you know what I mean? But, they took it up. I've it, it cleaned. I remember they took them months to clean up, and just bring in. You'd see footage of this trucks 
getting like just bringing debris away. I don't know where they put all that stuff. Uh, but there was like, no, it was, it was, you know, you got like the visual of the, of the base of it where it has like the broken beams. It looks almost like a broken spine and you get all like the, the shit around it. And it's just like, fuck man. Wow. Wow. You know like what I mean? People, people were finding body parts on rooftops, like, like weeks later. Horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Weeks later, man. Fish. Horrifying. Uh, what a time. What a time. I, I, I remember not even wanting to go to New York after that. I remember we, well, me and you, Sean, made a New York trip shortly after that, I think. Took the old Fung Wah? I think we Fung Wah'd it up. Yeah, the safest trip, the safest trip around the Fung Wah. You only got to worry about them falling asleep of, and tipping over. dead people. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, stepping over dead people in New York, but they were homeless, so nobody cares about them. So it was okay. The uh, I don't even think the, the, that bus corporation's even around yet. I think they flipped over one too many times, and it was a wrap for them. Now it's Greyhound and Peter Pan. That's the way to get there. But, you know, a lot of craziness. I remember, you guys remember how America was angry, was fucking angry. Like, it went into a position of shock. And then it went into a complete place of complete anger and understandable anger. You know what I mean? Um, you know, even I remember back in the back in the Dizay, as they say, you know, hearing the stories about them just seeing people on the street and being mm-hmm. like, "You're Middle Eastern," and fucking beat them up. I always thought that was terrible. You know, they had a hard time. Yeah. yeah, it's like they come over here because they want to get away from that fucking animal behavior. You know what I mean? So like. There were, you know, there were certain people. I remember seeing footage of certain people, like in New York, that were like, you know, had some like death to America type comments. But I don't think that lasted long, dude. You see, you being in, you being fucking Middle Eastern at that time, in New York, saying something like that, you got, you must need a wheelbarrow for your balls, unless you, or you just want to fucking die. That's what that. That's how hard that was back in the day, back then for them. That was hard, to, hardcore shit. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, I remember the, you know, hearing about people getting beat up is all that was fucked up. And you know, it was, it was, they were angry, you know what I mean? Not justifying it, you know what I mean? Because it's horrifying. Like I said, they were trying to get away from that shit, you know what I mean? That's why they're here, the land of opportunity, you know what I mean? Um, but there was a big thing in that, it was crazy. I could only imagine, I bet there's, I bet some coppers. Turn their head to some wild shit too around that time that they probably shouldn't have too. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't even want to think about how awful the problem mm. could have got for the people that were here that that realistically don't want to be, you know, don't want to be lumped in with certain people, but like have to be. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. Uh, it's a crazy deal, you know. Now you know we have different things, you know where. It's more of accepting of the, their beliefs and stuff, and they're, they're you know, they're, the the Quran. I believe they get down with. We're not going to get into that because we don't want to be killed. But we'll go, uh, we'll go back to nine eleven. So twenty years, twenty fucking years. I really hope we don't see anything on the twentieth anniversary. 
And, you know, the idea doesn't escape me as a near possibility because it's like, again, it's like, who who would be, who would be suspecting a fucking attack right now, right after COVID COVID's the COVID hasn't even blown away in the wind yet. Everybody's worried about that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and I don't wish it. I definitely don't want to see it at all. Nobody wants to see it. Um, But it's just an airy thought that it's just like, you know, the 20th anniversary, these people like they, they're, they're big with dates. You know what I mean? Like we just heard, you know, they had meaning. 9-11 had meaning for them. You know what I mean? Which means it still does hold meaning, which means they still might be trying to get the upper hand that they that they lost back in the day. You know what I mean? Trying to outdo it. So I think people should worry about shit like that. Uh, people aren't, of course. They're more, more worried about masks and vaccines. But I really hope that we don't see anything fucking dark on the old 20th anniversary. Yeah, we had enough shit going on in the last two years. I agree, but that's the scary part is like, that's the scary part about it is that people are so, their minds are so fucked up right now. People's minds are so, even with just that, the COVID deal is fucking... They're not, they're not thinking about anything. And I just hope that the right people are thinking. You know what I mean? I just hope that the people that are out there that are supposed to, you know, when we get down on the G-Men, people always go, there's good ones out there and stuff, and I really hope there is. I really hope there are good people out there fucking trying to protect us and doing their job because we do need it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we do need some protection. There's too many people, too many crazy people, uh, for shit like that, just to go, just to like leave the fucking door open while you're partying, and we ain't partying, but we're sleeping now. Now we're sleeping off the fucking COVID, so mm. we, we left the door open while we sleep, which is just as fucking dangerous as leaving the door open while you party, if not more dangerous. You know what I mean? You guys want to say anything else about nine eleven? Any uh, retrospectives? Uh, no. I mean, it's it's one of the it's one of those things that it, I I mean I think one of the things that was uh, mentioned was that uh, it will always be the time before nine eleven and the time after nine eleven. Yeah, because it was mm-hmm. such a a um, just a, a horrendous thing. That happened, and uh, and we're still feeling the um, the shock waves from it. Yeah, I think we will for a long time. You know, I think the same way there's certain things that really traumatize, like our grandparents and stuff like that, that they can like think of that time and go, "That was fucking dark." I think that we'll all, our generation will always be able to kind of key back in. Like I said, with you, when you see those. You know, you're going to be seeing a lot of Twin Towers coming soon because the media is going to be fucking exploiting it for ratings and, you know what I mean? So you'll be seeing a lot of the towers coming down probably in the next week. But A lot of, of never-forget-skis. A lot of never-forget-skis, yeah. A whole bunch of that. That'll be, they'll be, the, it'll be very interesting to see how they juggle the never-forget-skis, but, uh, but forget-skis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting to see how that goes down. Uh, very weird, weird, weird stuff, but yeah, you know, we want to, we dedicate this episode to the 2,977 innocent folks that went down, 
The 19 that did it can do as they wish. But we dedicate to the 2,977 folks that lost their lives. Don't get to go home. Don't get to say goodbye. Don't get to be here for the 20th anniversary of the tragedy. You know what I mean? It's uh, a terrible thing. I really hope nothing. I really, really fucking hope nothing goes down. And I hate to even bring it up, but it's Ugh. darkness. You yeah, know? you know, it's in the back of the mind. It's it, you almost it's got to be there because you worry that it's not there for other people. Not that we could do anything about it. I just hope it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, if they could have, I don't even want to talk about it. Give the fucking they're in there, the fucking they're in Afghanistan on. Uh, Big fucking, they got big speakers taking the satellites out listening to Behold the Pill podcast. I don't want to influence any of that shit. We don't fucking influence. We don't support none of that. We say get out of here with that bullshit. But in all seriousness, fucking probably one of the biggest tragedies that we've ever seen or will ever see. Um, Super sad stuff. You know what I mean? Fucking 2996. Tragic. Even the fucking terrorists. It's tragic that they felt they needed to fucking give their lives to do something that evil. You know what I mean? It's fucking a gigantic tragedy. And uh, we'll touch base on, you know, get back into 9-11 in the future. Where we'll throw around some theories on it. Because, I mean, this is... 9-11 is probably one, also one of the biggest conspiracy theories of our, our, our generation, too. You know what I mean? Uh, right up there with Codezilla, baby. We go COVID. Uh, there'll be conspira- conspiracy theory on that shit forever, too. 20 years. Every 20 years has got to be something devastating, huh? Interesting. Well, with that being said, you know, we hope you all out there have a safe 20th anniversary 9-11, for sure. Uh, a very uneventful one. That's what we're hoping for out there for everybody. But uh, for sure, if you get some time, think of the victims, man. Think of the victims. Give them, give them a moment. Give them a moment of silence, because it's a fucking horrible situation, you know. And with that being said, we'll catch all y'all on the next "Behold a Pale" podcast. Ooh. Later, guys. Later. Later. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that. We don't know if it was a commercial aircraft. We don't know if it was a private aircraft. We have no idea how many were on board or what is what the extent of the injuries are right now. We are. Uh, we have. I understand an eyewitness on the phone right now, sir. Sir, good morning. Um, tell me where you are, if you would. Well, right now I'm in, back in the hotel. I'm in the hotel offices here, the front office. You're in the. Okay, where were you when when? Uh, I, I was standing right in front of the trade, um, the hotel. I'm the doorman there, and. Um, the hotel, the hotel, which hotel? Marriott World Trade Center. Right across from the World Trade Center. It's actually right in between. Them. Right in between the World Trade Center. Yes. Okay, so you were standing outside, and tell us what you saw and what you heard. Well, well what I, I heard first, an explosion, and I just figured that it was a plane passing by. Then all of a sudden, stuff just started falling, like bricks and paper and everything. And so I just kind of like ran like inside to get away from the falling debris and glass and so forth. Then 
after like everything stopped because it like was falling in the street and the cars were crashing through each other. Then when it kind of stopped, I heard a guy screaming. And when I looked over, there was this guy that was on fire. So I kind of like ran over and I tried to like put the fire on on him. And he was he was like screaming, and I just told him to roll, roll, and he said he can't. And then another guy came over with his uh, bag and kind of like put the fl- the flames out on him. So. Right now, um, he's being taken care of. I just had everyone call the ambulance and stuff so it can help him out. He caught fire as a result of the falling debris? Yeah. Um, how much debris? Can you give us an idea of how much came oh, crashing man. to the ground? It's just a lot. Um, bricks, a lot of bricks, a lot of glass. Um, I'm like, enough to like damage cars on the street, make cars swerve into each other, that kind of thing. I hear alarms going off down yeah, there. What, it, what's what's happening? That's our hotel alarm, and basically, I guess that went off automatically. They've evacuated everyone in the hotel and evacuated all employees. They have evacuated the hotel? Yes. Immediately? Yes. Are you hearing anything, Wendell, about what kind of a plane it was no. or, or no. how many were on board? No. Where are you? I am in Chelsea, and we are at 8th and 16th. We are the tallest building in the area, and we my window faces south, uh, so it looks directly onto the World Trade Center. And I would say, you know, approximately 10 minutes ago, there was a major explosion from probably, uh, it looks like about the 80th floor. It looks like it's affected probably four to eight floors. Uh, major flames are coming out of the let's see, the north side and also the east side of the building, yes. And it was very loud explosion followed by flames, and it looks like the building is still on fire on the inside. Um, which building are we talking about, the one that's westernmost? Um, let's see, yes, sir. Did you hear the explosion oh, from yes. your position? Yes, we did. As a matter of fact, we we heard it and and because I was just like standing there pretty much looking out the window. I didn't see what caused it or if there was an impact. So you have no idea right now? Oh, there's another one. Another plane just hit. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Another plane has just hit. It hit another building. Flew right into the middle of it. Explosion. My God, it's right in the middle of the building. This one into the east tower. Yes. Yes. Right in the middle of the building. And right now, that, yes, that was definitely looked like it was on purpose. You saw a yes, plane? Yes, I just saw a plane go into the building. Why do you say that was definitely on purpose? It, because it just, it just flew straight into it. It looks like it's about, uh, I would say, 15 floors lower than the first building. And there is now flames coming out of that building as well. They're both completely on fire. 